Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome along to the Wiseman Say podcast where myself, Craig Clark, and Gary Spaulding are going to talk about respecting the point. Is that how Sam phrases it? Respecting or protecting the point? Well, he's protected it. <laughs> We've secured the point. He just loves a point, doesn't he? Uh, he, loves, he loves the point. He does love a point. Shall we hear him talk about it? Might as well, eh? The nervous end of this great fight we're in that, that can happen and uh, players' nerves can jangle and fray. And uh, we saw that in the first 20 minutes. For me, uh, the one big thing was staying in the game. We did that. And Vito Manoni making some excellent saves and almost stopped the goal, in fact, with a brilliant save. Um, and then we played our way back into it. And after we played our way back into it, either team could have won it after Patrick scored a fantastic goal just before half-time. So, in the end, um, uh, we fought hard. We've, we've tried our very best to secure the three points, but this time, instead of throwing it away, we've gained a point. The first point we've gained coming from behind since I've been here. And um, the recovery is two wins, a draw and a loss in the last four games. If we can keep that type of record going, it'll help us to, to try and get safe. Right, that's a good starting point for tonight's show, lads, I think, because there's three points from that I want to pick up on. The first one, I am, I can't ignore, Vito Manoni. What do we think about what Sam said about that? That would have been a brilliant save if you almost kept that out. That's not how I saw it, I have well, to It say. would have been a very simple save had he made it, I think. Like from where I was sat, it looked like the ball was coming straight to him. It so was soft. Because well, yeah, well, at the time, I thought it was soft. Well, from behind the goal, with it right behind it, and I thought, at first, keeper should be doing better. Then we sort of thought about it a bit more and thought, maybe we're being a bit harsh. But then you've seen it again on the TV, and you're wondering why he hasn't saved it, I think. Like, I thought watching it at the time it was harsh. Now I don't know if I was getting right, yeah. Yeah, influenced by people around me as well because I've got to hear people sort of report the goal in and say, oh, the keeper should have done better. And little things like this sometimes subconsciously rub off on you anyway. Mm. And then hearing Allardyce say that afterwards, I thought, oh, maybe I've been maybe I've mm. been harsh here. But then I went and watched it back on Match of the Day and I don't think I was being harsh. But it's interesting that he's coming out and making a point of praising them as well. That's in, that indicates he's, he's sticking with them for the time being. He does seem keen to protect them, doesn't he? Um, at the minute, he's not. Would, would Pickford have saved it? Well, I mean, it's, it's very the, theoretical, isn't it? But the form he's shown since he come into the side, you, you, you know, he looks like he would make saves like that. Manoni has got much more of a clangor in him. It was just more of a reaction save, wasn't it? Like it was coming at him from close. Mm. You just, just don't understand why. Soft, he's go, not soft goal generally, because well, yeah. a, a lot of people um, as well. Just turn my microphone down there, I think I'm blaring. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people uh, are saying, oh, that was a great cross by Stanislas. I, don't, I didn't say that. I thought it was quite an awkward cross. Bounced off the ground. I, I, I thought it was poor for John O'Shea. It was poor from Van Arnold to, to, to not ball. get in his yeah, face no, as yeah. well, wasn't it? So soft uh, all round. Decent really... finish as well, maybe. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, give a Forby credit. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Give him but credit. Portra's goal. Knocked the stuffing out of Sunderland, didn't it? And that, that's as... 
as poor as they've looked all season for half an hour, perhaps. And that, that, that's well, I'm not sure about for some, all some, season. some tough competition, <laughs> right? I think the whole Norwich game was probably... what I mean, I think the word disgrace gets bandied around too much, but that really was a disgusting performance. I thought for the first 25, 30 minutes against Bournemouth, it was, wasn't was a disgrace, it was just... They just did not like they knew what to do, did they? They were just terrified, I thought, It's all the good ball. because there's, there's been a, a few games... Um, this season, even if you look at the game we won against Newcastle, um, it was quite uncomfortable to watch. The defeat of Watford at home was quite uncomfortable to watch, and this was certainly in that category as well, where you you, you can appreciate the work they're doing off the ball almost, to the point where when they get the ball, then uh, they struggled for ideas a little bit. There were there were a lot of aimless punts forward in in the general direction of Jermaine Defoe. We just I don't think we just didn't get close to them at all. Like they just had so much time on the ball, they were knocking it about for fun. And it wasn't until like thirty-five minutes. I think my dad, my dad was sat next to us, and he said he noticed that we actually started pressing them a bit higher up the pitch. Yeah. We started making them make mistakes, but until then, it was just awful to watch. Like, do we think it's nerves? Because Sam mentioned that he thinks it's, it's got to be, hasn't it? If it is nerves, you've the got a question. But it's so many times. Times. Yeah, what, what are they nervous nervous about? I mean, I, I don't they just show them too much respect. I think. Yeah. The, the, it's fine if you're going to play deep, right, and let yeah. teams have the ball up to a certain point. That's okay. I don't have a problem with it. But it means when you get the ball, you do something with it. So the problem I had was when we did get a hold of the ball, it was panic stations immediately. Now, I don't know if that's because of the way they're being set up. They're a bit confused. Like, I don't really think that the system that he's playing is working well at all. I don't think you can play Lens in that central role. I mean, I think it was noticeable in the second half we were a lot better when he got shifted wide. Yeah, <coughs> People say no. After the Arsenal game and the Swansea game, that he looked at home and in, in I wasn't. <laughs> well, when you compare Lens in there to Johnson's Sorry. second half, Johnson made Lens look terrible. I think. Agreed. No, you, totally yeah, agree. Yeah, the same agree role. Johnson was but Johnson's been given better. a chance to play there a lot, and yeah, he hasn't done it every. Yeah. Week, no. But that's a problem. If you play you players who are temperamental, like they are wingers essentially, you play them central, you're going to get what you get out of a winger. It's going to be in and out. The, basically we don't have a player to play that position we don't have a central midfielder to do it and we don't really have a number 10 to do it so the question is what do you do because currently it isn't really working go and sign one perhaps that would be nice he said he <laughs> wants him to an attacking player isn't he that might be what he's after it, it, it makes him more frustrating as well when you look at other sides as well you, you, you mentioned uh, Bournemouth with a four-bear there he's, he's came and he's scored two games he's hit the ground running hasn't he Naismith as well I know Norwich lost but came in scored his debut looked very good the two lads we signed aren't in the first team as of yet. And it's quite frustrating that, isn't it? You look at Shelby, where, Shelby Newcastle too. Look at where these players have been signed from. Well, Shelby's a great example. I've been making this point on Twitter and other places. When was the last time we signed someone like Shelby? All right, he'd fallen out of favour, something was going wrong at Swansea. But before that, he'd built himself up to be in the England team, he was doing things. When did we sign a player who was playing for a team? and had built his career up to that point, I would suggest it was Johnson and Fletcher were the last two who were sort of... Johnson was in and out, but he was mm. a, a top side. Fletcher had scored regularly, although being relegated. Um, after that, Danny Graham, he was well out of favour at Swansea and wasn't scoring goals. And then from there on, it's been a mixture of foreign signings who are either... Like, bizarrely, like, Lenz is a great example, 28-year-old. Like, what? when are you hoping he's going to settle? Are you going to hoping you're going to sell him on? I don't really know what they were hoping for from him, but he hasn't hit the ground running. Or you're signing people like Rodwell, who's injury-prone, or Barini, who's out of favour. We've never signed anyone who 
you think is just going to come into a side and improve the game. it. Exactly. Yeah. We haven't done that for years. I'm trying to think. You're talking, I'm racking my brains and I can't. The closest <laughs> is... Barini would be the closest because of the season he had for us. But in between that, he's done nothing and he's continued to basically do very little yeah. since he signed permanently for us. Do you think he wants to be here, Barini? His body language doesn't suggest so, I would argue. As much as I want him to want to be here, <laughs> I don't think he does. Maybe he doesn't like playing for Allardyce. True. Because Allardyce doesn't seem to like him very much either. I, I, a bit, I'm not sure what I'm basing that on. I just mm. get the impression he's not his he's type cool, of player. Instinct, that's fine. That's Got to mention his ball through to Van Aarhus. Oh, that was great, though. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was Johnson at first. Yeah. So I'm Allardyce. sure what Allardyce said in the, the conference after that, well, he thought yeah. it was Johnson. That's, yeah. So that's probably made Barini even more <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Because, because we've seen that combination, haven't we? Yeah. In recent weeks, Johnson with that through ball. Yeah. Uh, the, the Spurs goal, obviously, uh, last week. So I did actually think... I think that was Johnson until I watched it back on the on the replay. Um, talk about a player turning opinion round and Van Arnold. Although we have always stuck by him on on here, I like to think. Um, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe I haven't. I'll be honest. I, you know. <laughs> I think his recent goal scoring performances have sort of sh- overshadowed his defensive frailties, um, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I don't um, can't disagree. Where would we be without his goals? That's what you've got to look at. Is it and is it worth looking? having that in the team? If there are red well, it's another reason you know. to go to this three-five-two, isn't it? Yeah, and, and less defensive responsibility, wing backs. We, I think, we saw uh, second half of Spurs is desperate to do that. Um, it begs a question now. Quite is on the bench, who, who who's played in the back three before, and he looks a lot better in the back three than he does in the back two. It does sort of make you wonder why he isn't starting the game with that system, because you, you mentioned this yourself there, Craig. You don't think the system's working, so. Well, only, only Sam can answer that question. Uh, let's put it this way: where have we looked our most convincing? I wouldn't say away at Palace we were like an exhilarating attacking force, but we were pretty good. We looked comfortable at the back, yeah. didn't we? And um, did, we followed that up with a Stoke win, didn't we? Yes. Is that right? And I know they went down to ten men, but again, we but looked good. Yeah. And I don't think we've looked as good as that, even when we've won games. Now, obviously, Larson's missing from that equation. And really, I think it's as simple as that, couldn't it? Well, since he's gone Mm. out of the side, even if it was for this current system, but Larson in there instead of whoever's currently fulfilling the number ten role, maybe that would be enough defensive cover to let the fullbacks bomb on and create two extra attacking players. And you could bin Jones, who's absolutely atrocious at the moment, get Yedlin (laughs) in. Larson would drop in there, wouldn't he? He'll cover. So maybe it is as simple as Seb Larson's really a much bigger miss than you perhaps. Think he would be one of Steve Bruce's fantastic signings. Eh? Well, another one. <laughs> to, to be fair, Bruce, you know, I mean, it's those players he brought in that keep us up every year, isn't it? I, to be honest, at I, this yeah. point, because we keep signing worse players every yeah, every exactly. transfer That's window, the thing, isn't it? That's like, the thing. It's it's the much it's minimizing his effect a little bit. So sad, isn't it? It, that's that's a so, pathetic so thing. Sad. Yeah, you get rid of all the players you thought Craig Garden would walk into this team. That's how bad it yeah. is. No, I, we we've said that on the show a couple of weeks ago. That, that it says a lot that we would walk into this team and right back. That's how bad it is. Yeah, all the advanced of the central three as well. With the, uh, all without a doubt, you'd mm. fit in them ahead of any of the uh, the ones coming in. Yeah. Did you see West Brom's midfield on the weekend? They had Sessegnon, McLean, and Gardner behind the Rondon. God. <laughs> they, no wonder they're desperate for goals. <laughs> <laughs> Respecting the point, Sam's saying that. What do, we, what do we think about that? 
for people to get on board with that, okay? Because you can see the logic in it, in, in a way. Because he's thinking, worst case scenario, Sunderland lose to Bournemouth, they pull clear. What it would nine points would it have been? Would yeah, that be nine. right? Yeah. So you can see he's thinking in that he wants to keep it at six. Doesn't necessarily mean he's playing for the draw because he said the same at Swansea, although they did go down to ten men, and we we actually won that game. But for this to to carry weight, I think that means you have to go out and win a game you're not expecting to win. Otherwise, you're just happy getting points around against the sides around you, which isn't going to keep us up. What 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 can you <laughs> what can you do? He's he's you know he's the manager. He obviously feels he can pick up three points somewhere because he'll know. He knows. He said, hasn't he? Mm. He knows because people are looking at these next four games and, and wondering what's going to happen here. And we, we we just said off air that without really statistically checking that up and stuff, he's we, don't, we don't think Sam's record against the top teams is that great. Or, uh, certainly, remember Man City used to turn West Ham over quite comfortably. Although West Ham did beat them last season, I, think, I remember at, at, at Upton Park they won three one. I think. But I think weirdly enough, when uh, when he came in, we thought he might like those games against the, the top sides, and I can just vaguely remember his record being crap against them. And I just wonder, you know, is, does he try and be a little bit too clever, like that uh, Kirkoff substitution against Spurs? You know, did he, he didn't really need to do that. We've questioned it. We've wondered what it was all about, and obviously it massively backfired. I know he sort of blamed the players, <laughs> but I'm sorry, it was your fault on that one, Allardyce. And again, he, his substitutions against Bournemouth. I mean, Rodwell coming on there, like, what was that protecting all about? The, really? Protecting the point, wasn't he? Respect, as he said. Because he, 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 he's, he's actually come out and he said that he didn't put um, Doy on because he didn't want to be overriding midfield. Yeah, and, I was just going to say that. We had, I think, we both both teams had three in midfield, and he felt that if he put another strike on, we'd be like, yeah, a man down, obviously, in midfield. Which is, to be fair, which is a tactical problem we've had yeah. for years, where we've been criticising numerous managers. For making that mistake, so my argument would be that we didn't really have three in midfield. We had two in midfield and then three in front of it. So would it have mattered if you changed one of those for a striker? Would have you even been tempted to drop Jermaine Defoe into the number ten? Why if, not? If you think about the goal he set up against Newcastle for the penalty, and he he can't link up play Jermaine. It's not wouldn't be his ideal position, but I think when the game stretched, he would certainly be capable of doing that. That could have been an idea, I guess. I suppose Rodwell gives you that physique we're talking about we're missing but unfortunately I think his entire Sunderland career was encapsulated when he got the ball around the edge of the box and it just couldn't get it out of his feet he was <laughs> slow to do a turn, it just oh, didn't that was just awful wasn't it and you know that kind of sums his career up and you think well what, what, like, whether you respect him the point or whatever he wants to say I think Rodwell's just lost the fans as well oh, I remember there was a ball going over towards the dugout yeah. for a throw in and um, he could have kept it in and it just looked like he just give up and the fans are going absolutely mad and Which you is, just think he just isn't helping himself at all but in fairness to him if that was anyone else I think the person playing the ball would have got the blame Yeah, um, I'm not saying he covered himself in glory you're right he didn't but he's, you're right Like he's, the fans are turning on yeah, him yeah and that's when you're, you're in trouble isn't it your career's like <laughs> especially at Sunderland yeah. like it's hard to turn that he's around he's going to have to score at least five or six screamers from outside the box to get everyone back on the side isn't he even just a header in the city, <laughs> our box of a corner would be a start. Yeah, and you think that isn't very likely? No. Every time he comes on, he doesn't. He just looks like he's missing. Like that's the you can't you don't notice him, and not in a good way. <laughs> um, you don't go after the game and think, oh, you know, but he was working hard off the ball. You you just wonder what his contribution was. And like I say, the thing I, they're the two things I remember: that ball going out 
yeah. towards the dugout, and when the ball just wouldn't get out his feet, and it was just like it was. He could have speaking along range shots. That was like almost set up for him to hit that from range, but it took him so bloody long to get his feet right. It was it was gone, and it took all the impetus out of the attack. Yeah. If you look at the last four games in isolation, and Sam touched on it there, um, and I know you put a tweet out earlier, Craig, saying, can anybody give us something positive mm. to talk about on the pot night? And, and, and our own Gareth Barker sort of backed up what Sam said there. If you talk, take these four games, two wins, one draw, one defeat, if you want to be positive about it, that looks all right, doesn't it, really? But it's, it's, The, the it's, games we've had, though, that's the sort of form you'd expect. Whereas going into the next four games, mm. can mm. you see that happening again? <laughs> I mean, if, if you change the, the Bournemouth result round with the Swansea result, people would be a lot happier, wouldn't they? That's a fair, yeah, fair you, comment. Because fair you, crack, you, you'll yeah. go Swansea, you get a point and you beat Bournemouth. I think people would be Over the last four games, you've got to be happy with, with that type of that, that run. Mm. David, David Collins tweeted in, and I think he's right, results have been all right, it's the... The results of the team around us, which you, you try not to, don't you? You tell yourself, okay, let's not look at the results of the sides around us. You can't. That's it's ridiculous to expect not to be able to do that. Even Allardyce has come out and said that. You know, you try not to, but you can't help it. And teams are winning. Teams are winning well, around us. We're at that point in the season now where we're not doing it ourselves. So other Someone teams' results to, are yeah. going to play a big factor by the looks of things. And David McCluskey says, well, one game unbeaten. Thanks for that, David. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, I suppose the other way of looking at it is, right, like you say, the next four don't look as kind or we're going to repeat that kind of form in those games. And if we fail to, you look at a home game against Bournemouth or the fact over two games against Bournemouth we've taken one point. Is that really good enough? Alter, on, on the flip side, obviously, we've taken four off Swansea, which is a positive, And um, we took six off Villa. No, four, sorry. So that, that's fine, that's the kind of form you want. But it means we're going to have to beat Norwich away. Yep. We're going to have to beat Newcastle away. I heard an interview with Billy Jones after the game and he said now that we've sort of not did the business against um, Bournemouth, we're going to have to come up with one of those freak results against one of the big teams. Well, I hope he's not playing otherwise we've got <laughs> less chance of doing it. Right. Does it help, help us a little bit that we have all this time off to concentrate on the Man City game now? We've got like over a week to prepare for that game, and you, you Man City have a, a semi final this week to play. They have are they still in the FA Cup. I couldn't tell you if I'm being honest. Did Everton put them out? Or was that a league? That was cup? the first the leg cup, of a league cup. Uh, wasn't it? I really don't know. Let's assume they're in the FA Cup. Yeah. Still. <laughs> tweet us Probably will somebody will tweet us if we're, if we're wrong. Yeah. but I can't. I can't recall them going out. So they have a couple of games. No, no, nothing. <laughs> well, well, are we forgetting how good they are? Yeah? But they are <laughs> capable of a cock up as well, aren't they? They're not perfect. We've went, we went that, there and done it before. Well, that, that curse well, has it. been lifted now, hasn't it? We had a curse over yeah. them where they were coming and lose. It's, we're going to have to do it sooner or later, though, aren't we, if we want to get out of trouble? I, I, Why not we, Man City? Weirdly enough, they're, that, they're the kind of team, if we're going to do it, it would be them rather than a Tottenham because it would be so unlikely. And. I suppose you've just got to hope maybe you know Pellegrini's rotating if, his if, team if, if it falls as well doesn't it it sort of um, combines with the end of the transfer window so we, we mm. do hope that somebody will be in by then and now we, we mentioned Nor- Norwich did lose the weekend but we saw the impact Mayor Smith had the impact the Forbes had on Bournemouth and it would be nice we're going to hope can't we to think that we go into a game like that with the, the players have a little bit of a lift because you have one or two players who will be ready to start that game. I heard that, that, Sam, w- that would be Sam's apparently over in Europe at the minute, isn't he? 
I heard that he's, he went over on Sunday. Sunday. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Scouting. Some scouting mission. And then you... you like someone pointed out on Twitter, I'm afraid I can't remember. I'm just trying to find it. Yeah, you, you might, you might come back with another natural score or something. <laughs> you never know. More to the point. What the <laughs> what we're doing scouting now? Surely you've got your targets in yeah. place by this time. Well, unless they know who you want, and they just went, they went to Double have another check. couple. Of, yeah. Well, Sam said himself, you know, he's asked players, and some of them have turned around and said, you know, give me a ring in the summer if if you're still in the Premier League. Now, on one hand, you'd say, do you want a player like that who's who's not prepared to? On the other, you understand them covering yeah, the Yeah, well, especially you if they sign them permanently, they know they're going to be playing in the Championship next season. It's not free. And they'll want, the thing is, the contract. Eddie Clark was a, the person who made well, the point. Cheers, Eddie. Saying, cheers, yeah. Yeah. Can you believe yeah. we're still scouting new players? Um, at least they're scouting the players. Well, <laughs> they're, not, they're not relying on somebody else it's, to see it's, it's something I remember seeing like, ages ago. I think it was when we had the Defanti signings, that raft of great talent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's something Spurs are doing now, which we clearly didn't do, is you've got to scout personalities. It's not just about your quality. Yeah, everything, isn't it? That's the problem when you just look at Lee Congan like these stats, didn't he? A lot of computer-based right. stuff where you would go and say, players do certain things in mm. certain positions, and uh, that takes a human element out of it, doesn't it? So it is a good point, I guess. Um, I know that's obviously going to take a lot more time and energy, and maybe we don't have that. We need someone now. Do we feel com- comfortable? Because we? it's mentioned um, time and time again that... Sam has a very big network. He's very well contacted in, in the world of football. So it does, it does feel you full of a little bit of optimism, right? We need something special. And I, I know what you're saying about that, but you know, you got Ndoy on the back of Steve Bruce recommending him. <laughs> I'm not. I, <laughs> another I'm, Brucey <laughs> signing could do it for us again. I know, another striker. <laughs> to be fair, is he up there with Wigan? Bruce, <laughs> and I, I've been as critical him as ever. As anybody, Bruce, Steve Bruce has got an eye for a player. Sometimes I think, I think he has. Um, I just don't think he can coach him <laughs> sufficiently. No, and I'm being a bit facetious anyway. Obviously, it was more to the point was well, if you've got this great network and you're having to go at your old mate, I'm not saying that's Allardyce's fault. I'm saying it's probably because we just don't really have the resources. And he's literally that's his network now, isn't it? He's, I mean, he's, any mate he's got you've, in the you've, game, you've, he's, he's you've desperate. Got to think as well, though. The, the, the agents of these players tell them about Donna. He had, he had an awkward time in Turkey where he wasn't very productive, wasn't very successful, obviously wasn't happy. So the probability is that his agents contacted all the lower end of the Premier League and said, you know, my player is available. So Allardyce is then, I'll, I'll give Bruce a ring and ask about them, rather than sort of just scraping the barrel. I suppose you're I'm right. trying to think of a positively. Yeah. He's played in the league before, though, hasn't he? So we talked about Premier League experience, like mm. Shelby and 
players that I do sign for other clubs. He's been here before, he's scored goals, so it makes sense in a way, but it's just if he's going to hit the ground running, yeah, that, which is what we thing, need, isn't and, it? And, and Allardyce did say it was tactical, tactical that he didn't come on, and we're just hoping that that's all it is. Well, I, Try not to read between the lines too much and thinking, oh God, is he, is he not, is he not no. ready for it yet? Is he, because we, that's what I'm saying. We, we, by the time we get to the Man City game, we, I feel like we need a lift, and that, that would bring it a player who's ready to go into the team who, who everybody's happy with. Well, but that would surely require them to play two strikers, and that doesn't look like happening. So you, because no one wants go, to unless he does go to three at the back. Again. Well, maybe. But he sure. tried at Tottenham, didn't he? Like we've already, already said. So Kershkov now has another week. Yeah, his time off could give him a bit of time to try and. Or he might, bring another, he might still bring another centre half in. It's going, be, it's going to be a big week, isn't it? You try and avoid the transfer window, but this week's going to be huge. I think. I've just pretty much switched off to it because you just, you know, it's the same stuff in it every year. You churn through the rumour mill and stuff, and I'm just like, I'll believe it when I see it. Really, at this point, because look at what we've actually brought in compared to maybe what we've been linked to, and you just think that IU link just looks like it sticks out like a sore thumb. It doesn't look like any of the other business we're doing. We're letting players go. And bringing in Steve Harbour, like I know you need a third choice keeper. I'm not actually against mm. that signing, but if that's the pattern, Ayu doesn't fit. It. Like, it, it depends, and I also don't it, really it depends understand. On the rest, it depends yeah. on the rest of the business. I know you're saying if you, if you looking from the outside, you look at the business Sunderland has done in this window and say that's that's hideous. Chokes, <laughs> 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 but. Um, but you've got to hope, haven't you, that that you, we're looking at a bigger picture and there's going to be a couple of, of big signings. I mean, do we do we really think it was just a, a sort of smoke screener, the IU thing, just to throw people off the scent or what? Just to say, look, we are doing something. Newcastle have historically done that, haven't they? Put in big big money offers for well, players. Well, they've even done it this, this yeah, window, despite the Shelby signing, which is probably a, a good one. There's other bids in there that have stalled and it depends stalled. If you're right, it depends if you're yeah. positive or negative, doesn't it? Because oh, you, not... you would look and see, okay, that indicates there's money there to spend. And it's always been the wage thing that's been restricting us from going out and signing players. He's got rid of some of these players, freed up the wages. We've got £10 million plus to go and sign on a player. That's what we hope. That's what we hope. I'm not saying that I don't believe... It's not. I think it's more More the point is I'll just I'll believe it when he's, if he signs... I'm not going to buy into what a story saying we've put a £14 million bid means we've got this money to spend because I don't think it necessarily means anything. Surely now the club are looking at the money that you're going to get next season if you're still. They've got to think if there's any time you're going to invest decent money in players, it's got to be now, surely. If there's one way to get the crowd up for it, if there's one way to get the players lifted, it's making a couple of... Over ten million pound signing. Well, should we? Short did it at the end of the summer, didn't he? When he brought Barini back in, because people were yeah. saying then that we don't think he hasn't got any money. He's not going to sign anybody. And then, and then, and then he did, and then he he, he spent ten million plus on Barini. Uh, entirely different debate whether that was spent spent wisely. Well, those, or not. One, those one or two quality players could change your season. Realistically, couldn't it? Look at the look at the team, and like we've discussed, what it needs. See, he sticks with this system that he's using at the moment. Right, you need to bring someone in. Who can play it behind the four, but who's big, yeah. strong, can hold the ball. You and he's you, got quality. Yeah, and can <laughs> which is like, you know, we're just asking for the world here. <laughs> You're basically asking for a non-rubbish Jack Rodwell, and then 
Other than that, I mean, I yeah, don't get us wrong. He looks a good player, but why you throw all your money at him when we've got loads of wasn't there wingers. a swap deal with Barini mentioned for him? Would that you, that was going that? around the. I would like it's not a bad shout. I, I wouldn't say no to that if it was a realistic object. Op, like watching I's performance and now win at Everton, I can't see them being in a hurry to make that deal happen. Well, the, the manager said that he's going nowhere as well, hasn't he? So which doesn't always no yeah, true. But again, every player's got a price, haven't they? Exactly. But it's, I think it's more of the point is just putting the speculation of who we're interested aside. When we don't really know how he wants to line the team up for the rest of the season, so that would dictate what type of player he goes for. Regardless of whether it's three at the back or the system now, he needs a centre midfielder, which, 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 which worryingly haven't really been linked with those types at all. It's all it's defenders, forwards, the occasional fullback. Well, if he went three at the back, it would make sense because you could just have the two midfielders with three centre-backs behind them. That's enough. You can have another forward player be it an out-and-out striker or whatever up there in the two wing-backs. That's fine. You'd... I watched a bit of the Betis game um, Sunday night. Alf and Dye was playing. <laughs> i tell you what, Allardyce would love him. I think he would. Yeah, I think he would, honestly. Too late. <laughs> I know. I know. How are they doing anyway, by the way? Betis, are they... Rubbish. I don't know. I only watch a little bit. I don't even know if I finished one one. It was one one with about five minutes left. But I just thought I'd mention that. Cause no, it's no. It's a typical sort of Allardyce sign, and that, and it's a little bit. Well, the army is the one, isn't he? Who people think, and it, but I'm sure he sold them. I'm sure he left when he did, yeah. when Allardyce he did. was it in was charge. It was the beginning of last season. Yeah. I'm good not, player, always, yeah, he's a really good player, but he's maybe he's on big money, and that's why no one's taking him off all. I don't know. He's, it's hard to say. There's nothing to necessarily link us to him anyway, other than the fact he's played for Allardyce and he looks exactly like the kind mm. of player we would benefit from having. Before we get on to the final subject of what most people have been tweeting about, which I think uh, it's decent debate, we'll end the show off. Just a couple of more positive things people have been tweeting. And Vinnie Wake said it's really mild for this time of year. <laughs> it's been alright today. It? It's confusing uh, though, isn't it? We're like, what coat do you wear? Do you wear a jumper? <laughs> Walshy says, uh, wheat crunchies are well nice. I noticed that. That's uh, Oh, a few True. more, some <laughs> X-rated ones that I can't read out. X-rated, yeah. People sending pictures. To no, 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 no. There's no pictures. Wrong file, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't rain on Saturday. Another one. You know, we we could yeah, we could list all those things, but lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and all lots those of people. Things. Lots, <laughs> I'm mentioning Patrick Van Arnold's performance. Now we touched on it earlier on, but where this is leading to, I guess, is is we're getting back to the the suggestion that he should be getting played. Further forward, what do people think about that? He's not a winger, if you ask me. It's totally different. Like Mickey Gray was a poor left winger, and he was good at left back because he had the whole pitch to run at. If and that Patrick, was proved when Wilkinson yeah. tried to put him back on the left wing, and, uh, uh, and he, he didn't play well at all. And look, they're not the exact same player, but what my view this is what it's based on, and partly anyway is. He wouldn't have been in that position to collect the ball played to him by Barini if he was playing left wing because he would be expected to be where Barini is. Mm. It, it, football isn't a, he isn't going to play with lion hugging wingers, so he wouldn't just be out there. So I don't think it would work. I think it, wing back's his best position. Mm. No, wing back definitely. Curry? I'm um, the same as Craig. I don't think Do it would work think, at all. I mean, 
It's got to the point. Where I, I agree with you, and I, I think you know he. People need to look and see that his runs are coming from deep. Uh, he's, he's allowed himself a lot of room to build up the speed, isn't he? That's but how we find space, he, isn't when, it? When he goes past people, it's a bit different to receiving the ball, turning around, suddenly having to beat a defender. <clears throat> I can't see the logic in it in a way where it's almost at a point where you think, even if you, I wouldn't be opposed to just trying it, and then you can just <laughs> draw a line under it, you know, if it doesn't mm. work and just say. But again, you get to the point like, we, can we, have we got the games to do that to start experimenting like that? And have we got? No I think. I think exactly. Yeah. That was exactly what. Unless he's going to sign. I think. I think it could. Marcus Alonso, please. It could <laughs> potentially work if do you know like how we set up at Arsenal, where it was sort of like a, a flat five across the middle, where you have a back four, then you have a five and one centre forward. I could see it working then. Because the, you're not the, playing high. Yeah, you're not playing high. And I know that it seems to if like, he's like an, if he's like an actual orthodox left winger, mm-hmm. I could see I could see that work, and it would I think it would give you a good attack and outlet. The problem, as you've just said, is who will play left back? A lot. Billy Jones has played there, but I think Allardyce seems to, to, to like defensively well. on that side of the field um, is no enough fans. to give anybody nightmares. <laughs> Allardyce seems happy enough for what he's doing at the minute. I think. He's given him a lot of praise, so why change something that's and he, last why I West suppose Ham, he is broken, but uh, West Ham <laughs> two very attractive full box of West Ham last season as well, didn't he? Yeah. Aye. Um there were, you know, you don't necessarily associate that with Allardyce, do you? But and two young like English full backs. Second, second half there was there was a there was a phase in the game where you, you thought if we were gonna the, the players were, were sort of consciously looking for Van Arnold uh, as the outlet. They were getting the ball, they were getting the heads up to see where he was going. Now that's because the goal scoring form is in, that's him playing with confidence. But it also does give you a little bit um, of hope that if he does go out and sign a right back, who can replicate that on the other side, suddenly you have another attacking option opened up. Well, even I, I that think takes pressure off. Yeah, Yedlin's not. More players who get themselves in a decent position. I don't mind Yedlin. I don't think he's a great player, but he's no worse than Van Arnold. He's essentially the same type of player. Just if you play, and if you play back three, like we've said a few times already takes the pressure off them defensively a bit especially if you've got Catamol and Mvia and the issue I think we've got at the minute is them two, Mvia as well as good as he's been for us, he's, I think he's struggling at the he's moment, he's looking tired isn't he and, and him and Catamol ask, being asked to do so much work, I think they both look a little bit confused about what exactly their jobs are if you put another centre back in there that again eases the pressure mm. on them two just yeah. And you've Carvalho got doesn't look comfortable, does he? Where with that, that he's def- struggling def- badly. Suddenly he's been th- these defensive bad, these defensive duties have, have been sort of placed on his lap. Um, he doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look comfortable at all, does he? We, we saw him get exposed with IU at Swansea, didn't we? Um, I just don't think it works with him as as a deep. It's different if you've got the extra centre back. You've got a lot of players who can come forward from deep, and if Allardyce is going to continue with this kind of long ball out then this strike. is the best way to do it and you need two strikers or someone big and physical just off to four because at the moment you sort of given Lens or whoever a free roll and it means they're never close enough they don't look like they know where they're supposed to be he cuts a very isolated figure and if there's anyone on the pitch you don't want to be isolated and frustrated it's the four do you want them sharp when the chances come what are we hoping to see for the Man City game then obviously new signings but are we, are we hoping then by then he's um He's uh, a little bit longer to get back to this system, do we think? Maybe Kershaw or, like or, or a new I'd like to say 3-5-2. So 3-5-2 for yeah. Man City. Defoe with, with, with looks better With a couple well. of signings yeah. in, in what positions? Centre midfield, one? It depends. Even, even if he goes assume, back let's to 3 assume he's, Let's assume he's going to get back to 3-5-2. I, I and think that's his the, long-term plan. The pressure on having another midfield is reduced a bit in that instance. It doesn't mean we don't need one, but... 
we don't we're not as desperate because three five two Man City and Doy perhaps plays with the four yeah so or even there's Fletcher room, there's room for a couple of new signings where would you have them ideally I would still say central, central we need a central defender and a central midfielder priority the fact that I mean again I know we'll come back to speculation but say this IU stuff's true does that not suggest he doesn't want to go back to three five two because he's trying to load up on players who can sort of play around a forward unless he wants. Ah, you can play up, uh, up front as well. He did again. Right, so he's going to play the four Ayew up front. He's going to play the four every game. But you've got to. So yeah, how does Ayew and Defoe work as a partnership in a way that Lens and Defoe or and what more or and do like I, I don't I quite understand more about him physically than the, than those players. I think we saw the the, the with the weird. He's goal against us, even I thought. It just you know, doesn't strike me as the kind of player if you're going to play that system. No, you want you, a big I, I physical agree, bloke next to Defoe. The best we've had is Fletcher and Defoe. Fletcher looked an infinitely better player with someone next to him because when he was winning flicks, they were going to somebody. Just takes so much pressure off the team as well when you're keeping the ball up there rather than coming straight back. Yep. So much pressure off. And when you've got someone like Larson in midfield who can, with the energy, can get forward, he's not quick, but he's got so we much energy. We definitely did look the best when we played 3 5 2. Mm. Is it just a case then we 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 won the Swansea and we we beat Villa at home, so he just didn't want to change it, and then um, he didn't like what could he could he change it with the injury situation at the back, Probably, the defenders. Yeah. You think he was forced into it, and luckily it's, but it's came But Brown off was sort of out out in the cold, wasn't he? And and he, he avoided <laughs> playing three at the back, not to play Wes Brown. Suddenly Wes Brown's back in the team, and quite as he, he won't play. So I don't know if it is just more than personnel. Because he because Good he was point. playing he was I'll playing for the back and Brown was sitting on the bench. He's now playing for the back and Quattles is sitting on the bench. So I'm not sure it's just down to personnel. personnel. I've got a, There's obviously some mistrust in it somewhere for for some reason. I've got a feeling he wants to stick with the way he's playing now, and that that's the plan. Personally, don't think it's the way to go, but I think that's what we're going to see. I just, I just, just judging by the type of player we've been linked with. So then it's essential that he finds a player. But then he's not. He's still not, that. That I think in his mind perhaps negates it because he's on about getting someone like are you? Like maybe it is complete rubbish. Maybe yeah. he's, maybe it's a smokescreen. They're after someone completely different. Mm. But you could see someone like powerhouse midfielder who could do what Larson was doing, but a bit more athletically. That that's exactly what we need. But we've needed one of those for years. Closest we had, like you said, was Zendai. But I mean, he was since limited H- since, since Henderson went. Well, yeah. we didn't replace Henderson. We never replaced. No, <laughs> and, but we, no one has the answer here, do we? None of us, because we're not. Week, we're not a yeah. big week the away. Listeners, the listeners uh, demand an answers. Well, you know, <laughs> if we had if we had Sam's phone number, he still wouldn't tell us, would he? Too busy watching EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, right? Anybody, anything to add before we wrap it up? Then I don't think so. I think yeah. we've, I, I, I'm not actually. I, I don't know after talking about it. You still think. We can do it. Did, did, you know, what, it, everybody's moved until this week. Seen them yeah. <laughs> Man City's the next game, obviously, a week tomorrow, depending on when you listen, listen to this, is next Tuesday. And everybody's mood is going to be dictated by what happens in the transfer market. There's no getting away from it. And you can shut yourself off from transfer activity and Sky Sports, ridiculous coverage of it all, all you want. But the fact of the matter is now, we don't play again till the end of the window. So there's nothing to distract us from it. Well, like and, we said and earlier, it's going gonna to be now. Everybody's going to be focused. Like on we that. said earlier, 
this is it's like now or never. If the club mm. are going to go and back us to get a couple of massive players in, which I know sounds massively unlikely. As well, <laughs> but if you do, do like doing a bit of acoustic, get your guitar and sing. It's now or never. Go around. <laughs> go I don't, around I don't know that song. I shall learn it for next time. Yeah. <laughs> Surely now has got to be the time where the board have just got to think, especially with the money on the line next season, this could be what changes us for the better. We can always hope, can't we? Your faces don't look too uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't know. Just it's now on it. Hey, we'll <laughs> find any straws to clutch out. Everybody knows that by now. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.